The following program is a Podcast One.com production. Fax number 310-854-4455. Tonight our guests are Scott, Aaron, and Tavis, all of Real Big Fish. Uh, good evening, gentlemen. Hi. Hello. Real Big Fish is, uh, is having a real big year. Uh, probably not a real well-known band uh, before uh, 97 rolled around, at least uh, in parts other than their own. Uh, they hail from Orange County. I uh, had the pleasure of bringing them out on stage at the House of Blues. I guess it must have been about two months ago. Yeah, about that. To like that. A, uh, uh, a partisan crowd, by the way. I don't know. Uh, or against. Oh, they were for them. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Not our kind of partisan crowd, Drew. A uh, real big fish kind of partisan ah, crowd. Good. I think uh, maybe some parents were there. Uh, it was like a uh, PTA fundraiser. I mean, it was like a, out we're of We're big park. among parents. The parents love us. Yeah, it's like, it good, clean rock and roll. You're not, uh, you're not, uh, you, you uh, take a real big fish uh, CD, you uh, turn it backwards and play it, and you know what, Drew? Sounds like hell. It says, uh, love your folks. <laughs> but it's, it's, in a, it's, it's a, all it's Disney songs, actually, <laughs> if you play it backwards. It's, it's a small world comes on. When yeah, you, uh, over, when you and over and over again. But uh, it was a great show. I had to cut out about four or five songs uh, into the set, unfortunately, because uh, I had to come here. And then... Uh, we saw them at the uh, K-Rock Weenie Roast a few weeks back, and uh, now they're on the Warp Tour, which uh, is uh, heading out to, uh, no, wait a minute. Tahoe. Lake Tahoe. Yeah. Yes. All right. Welcome. Thank you. I'll tell you what we're going to do. Uh, you guys, because uh, you're relatively new on the scene, and uh, we're, we've been playing a sellout as like one of our breakers. Right. For a long time. For a long time. And I'm sure uh, most of the uh, stations we're on around the country are playing this. Um we can uh, play the song, and so people can sort of match a song to the band, because uh, people might not necessarily... They, I'm, I'm sure everyone knows the song and may not necessarily know the band that does the song, so uh, we're going to eliminate all confusion. We'll play Sell Out, and then we'll come back, and uh, they'll get the respect they deserve, instead of uh, people calling in and just talking to Drew about their penis. <laughs> <laughs> all right. That's uh, what we want to hear. Mike? Oh, well, don't worry. There'll be plenty of that. <laughs> you ready? All right, uh, yeah. off of uh, Turn the Radio Off, this is Real Big Fish with Sell Out. All right. is here that. tonight and uh, I'm just a big sucker for the horn so um, all right I'm uh, enjoying all the airplay that the uh, song is uh, currently 
currently receiving here in L.A. and I'm, I'm guessing around the country if uh, your record vermin are doing uh, what they're paid for. <laughs> uh, all right, so uh, why don't we go to the calls because uh, you guys were on here six months ago when I was not here. True, yeah. And that's why uh, we had an uncomfortable moment out there because uh, Drew and myself uh, rarely remember guests who are on the show. <laughs> no, sometimes, uh, sometimes uh, just on the same night, like into the 11 o'clock hour. I can't remember who was uh, who, who was are on. You guys? Yeah, who are you guys? <laughs> what are you doing in here? <laughs> and where's my hymen? <laughs> that, that's uh, Drew's line. But uh, so when you guys, so uh, Drew, you said, oh no, you guys said you guys listened to an air check of yourself last time you were in here, right? Yeah. yeah. And uh, you'd listen to it and you'd critiqued it. And all love line uh, um, uh, second uh, time love line guests should do this. They should sit down and listen to their tape. Recommended for return visitors. Yeah. <laughs> right, and, and tweak it a little bit, a little less of this, a little more of that, uh, whatever. Fact, maybe the host ought to listen to air checks once in a while. <laughs> <laughs> no, I never have. I know. I don't because uh, I even my voice even drives myself uh, crazy. I go into epileptic seizure. But uh, you guys mentioned that you're on six months ago, and I was going, oh, crap, I don't remember, I don't remember, I don't remember, but uh, Chris Hardwick yeah. was uh, sitting in at that yeah. time. But, Drew, you should have remembered. I, you, I yeah. was chastised uh -huh. last night. Remember, I said, they were on a couple months ago, and you went, they've never been on here. <laughs> <laughs> All right. All right, Drew, don't embarrass me in front of the, in front of the boys. You get like, like a uh, wind instrument in my ass. Uh, Jen, 24. Hey, guys. Hey. Hello. Um, first, I had to say that you guys have a great radio show, but I'm really bummed because I've just moved to a place that does not carry it. Uh -oh. How do you know it's on, then? Um, well, because I used to listen to it where I used to live. Where do you move now? Where'd you live? Uh, I'm girl. in Boston area now. We're on in Boston. Yeah. It's a great place. I love wait, wait, wait. It. We're, we're on, Jen, we're on in Boston. You are? Where? F FNX. FN okay. All right, good to know. <laughs> now it's not uh it's not F and the letter X. It's it's pronounced F and X like We're on uh, frickin' X. Right yeah. on frickin' X, yeah. Area, but, All right. Um, I was living down in DC before. And I caught real big fish at the HF Festival. You guys are awesome. Thank you. Hey, thanks. Yeah, I bought your album after that and I am now a fan. Hey, that's All right. Yeah, makes us feel special. Too. Wow, that's the way it's supposed to work. <laughs> yeah. That's the way it goes. <laughs> yeah, everyone else should take a clue from her. Yeah, Go buy her oh, album. Okay. <laughs> Become a fan. Yeah, she's cool. Do what she does. Yeah. Okay, <laughs> uh, okay my question is, um, I'm 24, and I have relatively no history whatsoever with guys at all. And it's, you know, I'm just kind of getting a little worried now. I'm wondering, is there something seriously wrong? Uh, ha have you ever gone on a date? Huh? Have you ever gone on a, on a date? Nope. Never? Never. Have you ever been asked out? I was asked out once. And I actually had a conflict and couldn't go. <laughs> uh, sorry, Uncle Lou. I will not be able to attend <laughs> the uh, fireman's formal with you. Did you socialize with your peers in mixed crowds? I mean, did you go to parties and things? With yeah, them? I do. Yeah, totally. And um, you have guys who are friends? Yeah, tons of guys. All right. Who are friends. All right. Uh, there's five guys sitting here trying to guess how much you weigh. I... Uh, it's really sad. It's a really sad uh, indictment of our society, but uh, I know that's what's going through oh, every I guy's knew. mind. I, kn I knew that was going to happen. I knew the question was going to come up. No, I'm not that heavy. I'm mm. not a stick. No, but, no. Um, That's huh? good. Well, what, what are you? Well, let's just say if I was living in the Renaissance, I'd probably be a babe. <laughs> All right, but I'm, like, I'm 5'10". I'm like a size 10. You know, I'm, I'm not... All right, like, uh, talk, talk in, in pounds, not in, not in dress pounds. sizes here. I weigh about 140. All right. And so what, what height are you? 5'10". Oh, please. That's not, That's bad. Not, bad. That's not bad at all. <laughs> no, there's plenty of guys who are into that. Yeah, I mean, I... I, mean, I I used to have a weight problem years and years ago, but I got mm -hmm. more. And well, that that could account for some of the dry years. 
Yeah, but I've moved around a lot too. Is there anything though about the way you conduct yourself with men that might you might be pushing them away? Well, I don't know. I I'm a very straightforward person. Um, I don't know if that has anything to do with it. My roommate and I once had an argument about this. He said I should flirt more, and I'm not very big on flirting. It's just like it never comes naturally to me. All right, but are you being picky? I mean, are you turning down guys when they're making, um, I mean, guys may not be asking you out, but they may be getting to the point where they're asking you out by sort of uh, thumping you like a melon. Guys will do that. It's like they're <laughs> going through the produce section. That's figuratively, right? Well, they want, yeah. they want right, to know. They're, they're, they're not going to eat the melon right there in the aisle, but they're looking to bring something home and see what they can, uh, you, you want know. to go out? They want to know they're not going to be rejected. And if they well, get a sense that you're likely to push them away or you start pushing away before they even ask, they're going to stay away. Right. I like guess, I, I guess I have no clues there as far as... All right, but let me, let me give you a clue. A guy will come up, maybe the guy will be interested, and the guy will say something like, uh, gee, this uh, Jurassic Park thing, oh, boy, it's a big to-do. Huh? I'm thinking about maybe seeing that this weekend. And then if you chime in and go, uh, it's Spielberg, he's, he's killing the wetlands. <laughs> He's a bastard. I'm going to. A, I'm chaining myself to a tractor tomorrow morning. Uh, uh, oh, uh, yeah. Oh, okay. <laughs> then that's it. There's no asking out after that. No, I'm not like that at all. In fact, like all of my guy friends have. I, I guess I could be described more as a tomboy, but all of my guy friends have. They've always said like, "Wow, I can talk to you about the stupidest things, and you 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 totally know what I'm talking about." So you're you're consistently stuck in the friend role. Huh? Consistently stuck in the role of friend in relation to guys. Yes. Oh, constantly. Have you had any sex? Oh, no. No? Never? It's Virgin? Okay, well, um, I'm going to, uh, this is probably going to open up a can of worms, but uh -oh. I was molested as a kid. All right. But I went through tons and tons of counseling. I'm broke now, and I can't go into counseling anymore. But okay. Right, well, I mean, I'm pretty okay with that now. Yeah, but something, something is coming out of you. Your subconscious is speaking to all these guys in some way. Yeah, I guess there's like this invisible stamp across my head, and I can't figure out exactly what. Well, maybe it's, was it a guy that did this to you? Uh, there was twice. One was a woman and one was a guy. And how old were you when it first started? Four. And uh, there was an episode going four to seven that was a woman. And then You had a woman molest you from four to seven? Yeah. Who was this? Oh, she was 16. She was a babysitter. Wow. And uh, then when did the guy, uh, t when did the uh, woman tag out and the guy and come in? That started around the time of nine. You know what? I, I, how long did that go on? Huh? How long did that go on? Twelve. Okay. Well, you know uh, listen, next time when we're uh, spending 20 minutes guessing about your weight, <laughs> uh, jump, jump right in with the molestation part. Okay. It, it really right. would help. It's not, you know, I don't just go up to say, hi, I was molested. How you doing? You but, but, there, you, but there's got to be some residual, at least anger or ambivalence uh, or some emotional yeah, chaos. Think, and that comes out. People pick up on that stuff. Hey, you know, there's some data going to come out in the New England Journal this week that uh, published some Canadian study where they showed that something like one in eight women have been sexually abused at some point in their life. And like something like one in four males are either sexually or physically abused. Right. Which is, that, that means that means 25% of the population basically is going to be uh, in trouble. Oh, well, emotionally. maybe we should just up it to like 80 or 90% become the majority and that'll become the new the new way of society. Well, I'm thinking there are five of us in here, so uh, somebody someone's guys. gotten goosed twice. <laughs> <laughs> That's the way I'm looking at it. Hey, well, let me that. tell you something about these studies. Uh, these studies are right up there with uh, are you an alcoholic study. No, uh, no, let me get, I've got it in the car. I'll bring it in. I'll go get bring it now. Bro. Get it now. We don't need you. I'll get it. Yeah, go ahead. All right. Now, lock the door behind me. <laughs> Drew's going out to the car. This is just uh, fabulous radio. Uh, Drew, I was kidding. Come on. <laughs> Joe. Well, we lost him. That's all right. The show's uh, better I without him. I, I don't know what's wrong. Hey, don't monkey with that. 
Joe. Joe. Oh, hello. Yeah. Hey, Joe. Okay. Um. What do you know? Uh. Okay, I'm 19, and uh. Hey, so am I. It's all right. Okay. We know how it is. It's a hard time. Okay. Well, uh, I'm sort of uh, uh gay. You're gay. Yeah. What's wrong mm -hmm. with that? So is uh, Tavis. Okay. Um, I have been for a while, and I don't want to be. I I tried like last year. Uh, like through self-hypnosis and that sort of thing. So you, you tried not to be gay? Right. Uh-huh. And for like a, a week, it worked. And, you know, I was having like straight dreams and that sort of thing. And uh, then my will just completely disappeared, and I fell back to being uh, gay. Have you, have you had... Uh, is uh, the behymen intact? Is it what? The behymen. Is yeah. that one piece? Yeah. Oh, it is. Yeah. So you've not you've not been with a man? No, never. Oh, okay. Well, we've got a lot of guys who are gay who've never been with a man. It's hard well, to find the right person. Hey, a lot of guys who are heterosexual never been with a woman. Well, Drew, uh, go get something else from the car. Would you? <laughs> <laughs> What's your smart ass? Got your study. But it's even harder when you're a guy, like finding a girl. Or it's hard enough to find a girl that's right for you. Right. But finding a guy that you like well, and is gay. Look at it this way. Really look yeah, at it. Look at it this way. Right, Tavis? Right. Well, that's what you told me. I, I couldn't get laid in high school, for instance, to save my life. And um, I didn't know you're heterosexual. All right. Shh. <laughs> True. Um, just, we're going to shut your mic oh. off if you don't be quiet. Now, here's the deal. <laughs> if they say only, you know, what, 8, 9% of the population is gay, I'm, I'm at least ha having a clean shot at, uh, you know, a much larger percentage of the population and can't score in high school. I could only imagine uh, how difficult it would be I if you were gay. So, Joe, but you're not really interested because you're still struggling with your sexuality, right? No. no. I mean, I know what I am. Uh, my question is, uh, how can I... How do you live with it? No, you, you, in any way. No, you don't change back. I mean, most homosexual males, most, not all, but most, when they realize that's what they are, don't want to be that. They want to change back. And many of them try to live a heterosexual life. And guess what? They get married, they have families, and then those families fall apart because they're denying who they really are. Uh, it, it must be, it's very painful, Joe, and it's something that a lot of people go through. You need to contact the Gay and Lesbian Youth Center near you and get some support from and talk to people who have been through this because it is an extremely painful process for some people. And you will get through it. Everyone does get through it, typically. Well, but let me let me just do a little research on you, Joe. Are your, are your folks uh, religious? Uh, sort of. Not and, and that's usually where the, most of the fear is directed at the parents, that they're afraid to tell the parents. Are you worried about your folks? Uh, sort of. But my main concern is I it would make my life so much easier. Of course it would. I mean, it, it'd make your life easier if you were straight. Yeah. And it'd also make your life the way you expected it to be and wanted it to be. You probably wanted to have a wife and kids and whatnot, and that's, it's not in the, in the cards. Yeah, but the gay life is better, ultimately. I mean, once you get over the part of coming out of the closet, it really is. I've seen Drew's life. 
<laughs> believe oh, yeah, me. I see. He's I got see. the triplets. He's got the wife. He's got he's got nannies running all over the all uh, all over the place, and not not the French nanny uh, type, not the the kind they have in like the Dean Martin movies. I'm talking the real life nannies. Uh, lots of tough Russian built women just uh, <laughs> kicking Drew's ass through the kitchen, and uh, the gay life ultimately is a, is a better life. Two bed two breadwinners. I, I was money, I, you travel. know I was sitting around with uh, with uh, Diggy uh, from the Boston's today. We uh, and went out and had breakfast, and we were complaining about women. And I said to him, and I, I don't know how this is going to sound, but I said, I need a third species. Um, <laughs> I'm not into guys, but women are a little too much. There's a little too much woman there for me. I don't get along with them either. I need a little something in between. Like dogs. Or... He, he got a little freaky when I said that, and he scooted his chair away. No, I, I just mean I, uh, <clears throat> I think if I could be sexually attracted to a man, Ultimately, I would be happier shacking up with one of my buddies if I was really turned on by the guy. But uh, unfortunately, I don't have that. I'm not as lucky as a guy like Joe. Joe, it's, you're blessed. It's cool to be gay now. That's right. Everybody, it's okay now. It's very gauche. Hey, I was but, just at the parade. But and, uh, it's not okay to Joe. And it's not okay for Joe's yeah. family. It's not okay for Joe's peer. And, and that's, that's the reality for a lot of young people. But you got to take this very seriously. I mean, young gay males have a very common instance of depression. They have the yeah. most common or the most, the highest percentage of completed suicides by gay, young gay males. And uh, you need to get support from other young people who have been through this and call almost right. every major... Did you give the center. number? I don't know where he's calling from. All right, just call. Oh, open the phone center. box. Yeah, it's there. They are in every city. They're, they you're, you're a score there for sure. And they got caroms. So, uh, Rena. It's Krina. Krina? Yes. All right. Yeah, you're 24, yes. Yes, you guys have a terrific show, great public service you're doing for everybody. Thank uh, you. You have a question for Real Big Fish. Hey! Okay. We get, Whee! we get to talk. You guys, <laughs> five times now in Chicago, <laughs> land, saw you in Milwaukee two weeks ago. Oh, wow. That was a good show. going to see you again at Warp Tour in three weeks. Did you throw quarters at us? Uh, no, I didn't. I threw flowers. <laughs> We got 30 bucks. Oh, you were one oh, of those. You, you? Oh, you were wow. the flower girl. Yeah. That's so nice. Where are you calling from, Karina? Chicago. Chicago. So I guess Warp Tour will be coming through there in a few weeks. Yes, and uh, I'm very much looking forward to seeing them again. Well, thank uh, you. Two questions for the guys. What's that? Um, how old are you guys? Because I think me and my boyfriend are your oldest fans out there, always. Uh, they, they, were bo they were born after Adam and I graduated from high school. No, not after I graduated. I graduated in 82. Oh, okay. I'm not that young. I was slated to graduate in 82. <laughs> <laughs> well, my boyfriend's 30, and I'm 24, so I'm guessing 30. I'm probably older than a couple of guys in the band. But you're older than all the guys in the band. You are, so yeah. We're all pretty young. By a lot. By I'm most. How Aaron? Aaron's, what are you, 22 now? 22. Holy I'm actually, wow. I'll be 23 in August. And Matt? Matt's 24. Okay. Andrew's 24. I'm actually the youngest in the band. Though. Tavis is the youngest. He's still 19. Yeah, I don't yeah, turn 20 I, I for another week. That. He's <laughs> Thanks. a cutie pie. All the girls love him. <laughs> <laughs> you don't got to tell me. <laughs> oh, dear God. <laughs> Let me tell you, if you weren't a band, you'd get nothing. <laughs> no kidding. I was carpet cleaning at 19. Believe me, well, you I know. see, I was a band dork, like, all the way through high school. Right. I'm still pretty much the same now, but all the girls who would have hated me then are all coming up and talking to me now. <laughs> It is uh, it's paying big. dividends. Yeah, oh, it's yes. the ultimate irony, I think. But you get the drill team when you're on band. And you guys are <laughs> terrific musicians. Oh, thank you oh, thanks. Much. Fabulous. I mean, it, you go see bands and they're like, eh, okay, but you guys are fabulous. Well, you can't go wrong with those horns blazing. Yeah, exactly. And I, I don't mean that to be condescending. I just mean it's a great show. There's, there's hey, ten guys up me? there on stage. 
What about the guitar? Oh, and the guitar set. Uh, guitar is awesome. You really, huh? you should break off and do your own thing. Know, like, huh? You're like Al Demiola. <laughs> hey, Karina. Yes. We got to go to break. Okay. That's enough kissing of the band's ass. Thank you. All right. You. All right. We'll be back with Real Big Fish after this. The phone number for Loveline, 1-800-LOVE-191. Call now, all you sick kids. Loveline will be right back. When you're ready to buy a car, you got to go True Car because True Car is changing car buying forever. Yes, True Car helps car buyers get rid of the fear that they might overpay. Everyday True Car users receive negotiation free guaranteed savings, and True Car users save an average of $3,221 off of MSRP. When you're ready to buy a car, just follow these three easy steps. Dr. Drew? First, download the True Car mobile app or go to truecar.com to find out what others paid for the car you want. Then, second, register to see upfront pricing information and lock in your savings. Yes, and third. Third, it's simple. Take your guaranteed savings certificate to the True Car certified dealer for a better, hassle-free car buying experience. Some features not available in all states with True Car you can save time, save money, and never, ever overpay. To see how much you can save on the car you want, simply download the True Car mobile app or visit TrueCar.com today. That's TrueCar.com. Hey, it's Emily from the Sex with Emily podcast. My podcast is all about helping you get the relationship and sex life you deserve. For over 10 years, I've helped millions of people get what they want in and out of the bedroom. On my show, you'll learn sex tips, relationship tips, and I guarantee you will be more confident, get more, and give more pleasure and have better sex just by listening to my show. That's Sex with Emily on Podcast One. That's O-N-E. Hi, this is Tony Bennett, and you're listening to Love Line with Adam Carolla and Dr. Drew. Yes, you is. And uh, tonight our guest is Real Big Fish. Phone number 1-800-LOVE-191. Fax number 310-854-4455. Uh, Real Big Fish will be uh, staying with the Warp Tour all the way through to its closure uh, sometime uh, mid-August. Uh, early August. Early August. August. And then uh, you can find them at... Uh, Soma in San Diego on August 22nd, and then uh, August 23rd, the Hollywood Palladium here in uh, fabulous uh, L.A. Not with any of their uh, warp buddies, or uh, possibly uh, with a with a band or two. I don't know. Oh yeah, yeah we're bringing some friends. The Aquabats. Oh, the Aquabats. Cars, flowers. Yeah, Dickie was telling me about the Aquabats uh, <laughs> today. They're a bunch of nutty guys. They're they The Aquabats are these guys. Uh, Drew, they're the guys who were. Oh, we saw them. They're running around at the uh, Weenie Roast with a yeah. camera. For the yeah. last two years, they snuck I in. I did a weird interview with them. They're very clever. They're <laughs> very crazy clever superhero guys. guys. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, and they play like ska music, I guess, and they do a whole stage show, and I guess they're from L.A. Yeah. Orange, Orange County. County yeah. yeah. Wow, what is going on with this but Orange they're like, County? They're like a Christian rock thing. They have a sort <laughs> of Mormons. Bible thing. Yeah, yeah. yeah, they're Mormons. Yeah. They won't play on Sunday. Oh, really? Yeah. And do they do, they do a religious brand of ska? <laughs> Music? Not really. They're just, they're just all about the good, clean fun. Yeah. Well, I kind of like that. I mean, yeah. I, I, you know, I, you always think in terms of these trends because uh, oftentimes uh, success has nothing to do with talent. And you take a look <laughs> at, like, 
you know, it's like you take a look at like the Spice Girls and you go, hey, damn, why didn't I think of that? <laughs> <laughs> you know, but it's not like, oh, hey, that's great music or all right, uh, they're really rocking me or whatever. You just go, man, I should have thought of that. Uh, now I'm thinking about it, but uh, they're already here. But Devo, for instance, which was uh, just uh, tremendously huge in the uh, late 70s and early 80s, it's about time for a Devo-esque uh, band to hit the scene. Uh, something a little funky, <laughs> a little quirky, something in matching outfits. They're clever. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. You, know, you haven't even seen them play. You just saw them no, running I, around. I did the interview with them. All right, all right. Screw that. They're uh, just fun, no, whether they're playing or not. Screw the Aquabats. Let's uh, <laughs> talk about real big fish. So uh, Warp Tour and then uh, off uh, back home and uh, hey, starting their own tour. Yes. Uh, I got the articles from JAMA. I was with the Journal of American Medical Association. Here's the deal. One out of three boys are physically abused, while one out of eight girls are sexually abused. Out of 10,000 Canadians surveyed, older than Oh, and if that's going on in Canada, yeah. it's got to be at that's least three times that exactly over here. That went through my mind. I thought, <laughs> I thought oh, where did this... Oh, my God, Canada. That, it's got to be much worse down here. Right. They yeah. even have guns yeah. in Canada. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. It's, it is, it, here's the data. They say 30% of males reported physical abuse, 20% of females physical abuse. Sexual abuse, 4.3% of males, 12.8% of females. You, right. mo you can put that factor of three on that for it down here. All right. But, at least. But, Drew, <laughs> let's be fair. Have you ever, have you guys ever taken one of these, uh, you open a magazine, are you an alcoholic uh, uh, test, and it says something like, there's like 15 questions. Um, do you feel that a few drinks uh, loosens you up in social situations? Uh, yeah. Have you ever drank so much you couldn't remember what you did night before? Uh, yeah. You ever uh, thrown up or had any kind of physical ailment because of, uh, yeah. Have you, have you ever, uh, you know, wait out front of a liquor store for a guy named Chet to go in there and score you a six or a Mickey's because you're underage? Uh, yeah. And then you read the thing at the end and it says, if you said uh, yes to more than two of these, you are a severe alcoholic. But you're not an alcoholic. You just said yes to just about everyone on there. Just because you repudiate these tests when you turn out positive <laughs> doesn't mean the tests are necessarily inaccurate. Right. And this was a very carefully maintained, uh, you know, supervised science study. All right, study. but it, 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 I, I don't want to make light of the situation, but it's now it's like every woman in America has been raped now because uh, the time her, girl, her, her, her boyfriend of uh, 24 years got drunk and rolled over on top of her in her sleep, this is now rape, and, of course, we'll put right, her into the rape, rape pile. Let's talk about rape. Oh, we got a rape question? Right yeah. oh, I hate no. that. Jennifer, 17. Um, yeah, I just want to say I love your guys' show. I watch it every, I listen to it every night. Thanks. Um, I have a question. A couple years ago, um, my ex-boyfriend and I were in his room and we were making out. And um, he tried to stick his hands down my pants and he actually succeeded. And I tried to pull away mm. and say no, but he still did that. Is that, like, considered rape? It is these days. Well, it's a sexual assault. Okay, you know, can I do anything about it still? Because it happened two years ago. I don't see how. I mean, the people are going to call and say, gee, you should make the report because this guy could be doing other things to other women. If you feel up to exposing yourself that way, yes, certainly it could be helpful. But how you'd prove anything and how you would get anything out of it, it's hard to imagine. Uh, wh what stage of the relationship was this in? Well, we had just been going out for like about... Has anybody done anything like this, anything like this to you ever before? Um... I remember being molested, but I don't really remember who. Um, I'm I'm guessing that would be yes. Yeah. Yeah, it doesn't really matter if the guy was wearing a ski mask or something. <laughs> I mean, I don't, don't want to be I don't want to be mean about it, but uh, was right. Molested is molested, and here's probably what's happening. Uh, you had an episode of molestation when you were younger. Then this guy came around when you were a little older, sort of took advantage of you. 
now the anger that you have toward whoever it was who got you when you're four is all being channeled in to yeah, this guy, who's basically just sort of a jerky boyfriend guy. Stirring up all those feelings and rekindling all that fury and, and rage, and that's normal. But Jennifer, deal with that. Forget about this guy. Go get some help for yourself well, the, to deal with this, this abuse, because you'll have trouble in your relationships from now on. It'll be difficult to trust people, difficult to achieve intimacy. Uh, you know, this is just sort of what... The, I mean, not this guy is... This guy is, is he's a, no saint. Yeah, this guy is glad... Thank goodness he's gone. But you need to begin to deal with those feelings that you had about having been abused. But you, you did go out with this guy after that then, right? No. Oh, I thought you said you had. Well, uh, we were going out at the time, and then I broke up a couple um, months later. Okay, so a couple months is... Um, is uh, Whoa, that's almost eight weeks. Yeah. After, after the episode. So that wouldn't be immediately after. So it wouldn't be immediately after. But in terms of the Earth's calendar, yeah, geologic, <laughs> ge- geological, geological time, 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 time it takes a, like a glacier to form. Uh, that was that. Yeah, that, was that was nothing, less yeah, than a millisecond. Right away. Jennifer, do you plan to do anything about this? About not about the the incident, but about helping yourself or getting help for yourself? Yeah. Okay. I wanted to go to um, counseling. All right, go do that. Go do, do that, that. In, in, and then, and, and then, I would say focus more on the first episode than the second. Well, let the therapist decide, but also the therapist can help you decide whether or not you should report this second incident and can support you as you do it. Okay. Okay. All right. Bye. All right. Hey, Jennifer. No. All right. <laughs> I wanted a date. No, <laughs> I was going to say uh, seriously. Look into this because uh, yeah. people. Oh. And this is uh, this is what pisses me off so much about uh, the uh, people who perpetrate uh, these crimes is it's bad enough that you you know rob some five year old of their dignity or terrorize some some seven year old or rob them of their childhood. But here's what you've really done: you've screwed up the next thirty years, uh, maybe the next seventy. You know what I'm saying? I mean, we have people calling in. They're 27 years old. Uh, the marriage is on the fritz. Uh, they don't know how to approach their own kids. They're all screwed up. And it's all because a, a, a mom uh, brought some boyfriend home uh, in 1972. And, and went, out some, went out to buy some ice cream. Went out to get a pack of butts, and this guy jumped on her. Yeah. So it's n- not only the crime uh, that happens at the time, but it's the, it's, it's the gift that keeps giving. Oh, That's yeah. what molestation <laughs> is. Oh, yeah. I should, write, I should write greeting cards, that's, that's shouldn't Walmart I? That's Walmart material yeah. right there. It really yeah. is. Uh, show someone you care. Oh, okay. Uh, Terry, 37. Hi. Long-time uh, listener, first-time caller. Hey. Uh, the question I have is I have a son who's 17. I uh, have an 18-year-old girlfriend who's pregnant. I really begged to have him and her live in our home uh, without getting married, and I didn't really want that influence around. What, what influence? What's that? What influence? Uh, just of having, you know, them unmarried and living in our home. Uh, hold on one second. You have a 17-year-old son who has an 18-year-old girlfriend? Right. Who's oh. pregnant. Who is pregnant. I thought he said he had an 18... Um, Terry had an 18-year-old no, girlfriend. No. All right, and, I'm hip. And you want them to move into your home? No, they want to. Ah. Since I told them no, she's still living with her folks. Ah. Uh, he's really started acting out, started drinking a lot, uh, uh, vandalizing the home. Uh, uh. And I, many a time I've heard you guys say that, you know, you live at, the advice you give to younger people is if you live in the home, then uh, you live by the rules until you, you can leave. And it sounds pretty good coming from you guys, but when a parent says that, yeah. well, it sounds uncool, I guess. I'm just wondering what kind of advice you Well, give Scott, you're still living at home, right? Yeah, still living at home. All right. But I would think, do you respect him, too? He's, he's 14, though. <laughs> <laughs> and he's not acting nice, out. Nice, nice, nice. He's making more money than his folks. 
<laughs> Dad, I've just bought the mortgage. I want you out of the house. <laughs> All right, uh, go. I'm sorry, Scott. No, I was right. just wondering if, if you're really, are you respecting him as well? Are you treating him with the respect that he needs and, and the support that he needs? I mean, that's a, kind of a big thing. That's an interesting, we don't usually take that time, but that is an important thing at the same time as you bring the law of God down. Mm. I don't. The two things have to be done simultaneously. Yeah. I don't know how to respect him anymore. I guess he he like stole a credit card of ours and oh. about a thousand dollars in bills and. Well, why didn't you call the police? We did. Okay. And you go to jail? Well, we filed with the city, but uh, the credit card company said they could, you know, put him in the state penitentiary for, for you know five to ten years, and we really don't want to ruin his life. Uh, this is why it, it's stopping short of creating the consequences that would naturally come to bear is what's allowing him to behave All right, like but this. true. And, and I suspect... You're not going to call the cops yeah, on your kid either. This, this, I suspect this is the quality of... You may um, want to call him on your wife, but uh, the not the kids. setting that has been going on for a long time. You have to bring militant, really like a military-style force right. down, or this will not stop. Hold on a second. But see, here's the problem. You have to start this crap early. Yes. There's a few things I'm going to do when I have kids. Uh, one is I will show them my penis when they're between four and seven, and then they'll never see it again. So in their mind's eye, it is the daddy has the biggest <laughs> penis they've ever seen in their entire life, and they'll go through their entire life telling everyone at school... <laughs> Everyone, oh, listen, my dad, Adam, huge, man, I, I walked in the bathroom when I was four and a half, it was hanging out, and they'll never see it again. That is I one thing I'm going to do. Now, what's the, more important the, thing? The, the second thing I'm going to do is I, each, um, each year on the kid's birthday, I'm going to have like a karate style exhibition in, in the kitchen where I take a piece of uh, pine that's been, you know, doctored up a little so it breaks real easy, and I come out with a ghee and, like, smoke uh, going, and I have, like, uh, Sensei uh, Shidoshu hold the thing, and I just I just put on a huge exhibition of, of, of my uh, right. uh, martial arts prowess, right, just to sort of scare the crap out of it. Just even where I take, like, a big urn and I put dried ice in it and I put my wrists against it and we make a... <laughs> <laughs> Sound just so he thinks I'm just like the baddest <laughs> mofo ever, right. and he just never wants right. to f with do? me. What else can you do? That's it. Do what do you mean? <laughs> All right, but Terry, it, 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 I would suggest that you get some professional help and in terms of guiding you on where to set limits, so you feel more comfortable about what it is you do, so you're not so frightened that you're going to harm them. Uh, that fear of you that you're going to hurt or damage the kids is what really prevents you from giving them what they need. He is. He is begging for limits, and uh, this is uh, your your job is to be the parent, not the friend. It's not going to be fun. Yeah, it's 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 too late for that. And plus, he's an adult now. He's stealing credit cards. He's knocking up uh, girls. What, what's funny is different counselors you go to, they'll give you different. Uh, what, what kind of what kind of input are you getting? Uh, one said, "Don't." Uh, he's committed or tried to commit suicide, mm. uh, but he called, so you know, to let us know he'd taken some pills, but. One says don't put too much pressure on him. You don't want to uh, put him over the edge. Hey, Drew, is there any kind of shot? I mean, can't he just be put down for like a couple of months? What, where where did, was he, uh, something happened to him when he was growing up and made him? Uh, not, so. not that I know of. You know, he started in the high school football and got with some guys that were pretty big uh, drinkers, and then he got into a little bit of drug use. And Is he still doing drugs now? Well, he got kicked off the football team, and so now he's really into the guys that are into the drugs. All right, so he's doing drugs. He's an addict, and that's re that's really where you got to. You have to bring. You're fighting a biology that is profound. What do you think? Like a, maybe an intervention or something? Uh, the 17 year old doesn't work so well, but you have to create extraordinarily rigid and 
dire consequences for yeah, right. behaviors because he is responding to a biology that's overwhelming to him and distorts everything. All right. But uh, I don't know what to do with this guy. All I know is uh, you got to get him early. Because uh, once well, once they get bigger than you, once they get yeah. out of control, then you're yeah, but screwed. The, but, but if it's addiction, um, it doesn't matter what you've done early. If once it takes off, it can get like this. All right, uh, Drew, why don't you uh, sell the hell out of the next call before we go to break here? Uh, let's see. Uh, uh, Anya gets no pleasure from sex. All right, we'll be back with uh, Anya, uh, her uh, busted uh, clitoris, and real big fish. <laughs> all after this. Yo, G. The phone number for Love Line is 1 800 Love 191. Love Line, right back. Bostones, and everyone enjoy them now before uh, Dickie has a coronary. I've <laughs> uh, had uh, uh, eat Dickie lunch? eats worse than he looks. Uh, oh. I had uh, breakfast with Dickie today, and uh, Dickie orders uh, first thing he orders is a uh, side of sausage, which Ooh. is five big sausage links. <laughs> then he orders uh, like um, a uh, lard omelet. Uh, seriously, <laughs> he, he orders an omelet with. Uh, Bacon and extra cheese. avocado. Uh, I think there was some bacon uh, in there and just a ton of sour cream. Where did and, you go? And uh, we went to a place uh, right on uh, Sunset, right next uh, to the whiskey. Um, uh, oh, oh, uh, oh, oh, oh uh, uh, Huts, uh, Hanks, uh, Hank? who? I don't know. Uh, yeah. Dukes, yeah. Dukes. We ate at Dukes. And, uh, he, and, and, and uh, demolished uh, the thing. Uh, it, you know, down it was nine cups of coffee and ate it. Uh, just it actually inhaled it. Ate it like, a, you know when you see those uh, nature films, you see like a big grouper sea bass eating another fish? <laughs> it was like that. Like, but like it a was vacuum like, you know, sucks it back in. Sucked yeah. it right in. So, um, yeah, like I said, enjoy the music uh, while you can, because he'll not be <laughs> here very long. <laughs> Scott <laughs> right. doesn't eat at all. <laughs> Real Big Fish is here. Uh, Scott Aaron and uh, Tavis, oh. uh, the uh, right smack dab in the middle of the Warp Tour, um, going to finish up uh, beginning of August, and then they'll uh, head out and do their own thing. And w uh, yep. what about uh, heading abroad? Abroad? Yes, Europe, uh, Asia. We'd like we're working to. on that. Yeah, we're we're trying to convince people we should, but they don't believe us. Hey, you know we have uh, much crappier bands than you in here who are going <laughs> to Europe. Uh, all, now, don't don't take that the wrong way, but I mean uh, we have a lot of bands in here you never heard of, and we go, what's going on? We're going to Holland and Amsterdam, and you go. Well, they went with you guys. <laughs> <laughs> well, so see, the thing you is, you guys should be going to Europe if those well, guys are going to Europe. Their theory is that if they're not getting big in the U.S., that maybe like a big somewhere else, so they're just going to go everywhere until they find somewhere just that like likes David them. Hasselhoff. Yeah, so they can go. Hey, you know, we're huge in Scandinavia. Right. So you guys are enjoying your uh, stateside success so much that yeah. you don't yeah. need to go abroad. Well, well we, we like to. bands from America. I'm hip to that. Turn the radio off is the name of the uh, CD from Real Big Fish, and we'll hear uh, something else off of that uh, in the 11 o'clock hour. At Elvis some point. never went out of America. He, he didn't? went to Canada. No. He went to Germany. He, went to Canada. But he never played. Oh, really? He never played yeah. out of America. Oh, he yeah. He went to he went to Germany for uh, to uh, uh, war thing. Take some pictures in a uniform yeah. and bang a fourteen year old, and yeah. then he came back. It <laughs> was the general's daughter. The general's daughter, right? Of course, he didn't even oh, yeah. start touring till the seventies. From what I hear, that's what they said it at the Graceland when we were there. Oh, really? How was that? Uh, it was pretty lame. We took the ten dollars. No, it was, tour, it was okay. 
Yeah, we took the ten dollar tour. There was a twenty dollar one that was better. You get to tour the, his many planes and 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 cars. It, do you think certain things like I've never been to Graceland, and I've had a few people tell me, well, it's cool, but it's you know it's just kind of a regular. But you know, Aaron Spellings lives in a better house. The man oh, yeah, has a room that underground that's completely blue and yellow, and it has three TVs <laughs> on the same wall. Now, why one human being would need three TVs is completely Well, because when you shoot two, you need one. <laughs> you need one that still works. All yeah, right. We saw the backyard where Elvis shot his guns. Now, but here's what I guess I'm saying. Is it one of these things that's maybe just best left uh, to the imagination? or should It's you probably one of those things if you're in Memphis and you've got a day where you're going, so what the heck am I going to do? It's probably a good thing to do. Did but you guys go check it out uh, in, when you were touring? Yeah. Yeah, I, I actually was in Mardi, at Mardi Gras in uh, New Orleans at the time, but. They went. I, I think, think they got. You, I think he had a better deal. Yeah, I think so yeah, too. I, I, I mean, he died before these guys were like born. So. <laughs> we had we had <laughs> the shredded so same year, yeah. same year that he was born. Uh, Anya. Yes. You're 17. You're on with real big fish. All right. Hi. Hi. Um, well, see, my boyfriend and I started having sex about a month ago, and it's like my first time. I was a virgin. Congratulations. We've only had sex about three times, but I still don't get any pleasure out of it. Hmm. And None. None at all. I was just kind of uncomfortable and awkward. The first time was, like, really painful for me. and Well, not really painful, but fairly painful. And the second time was afterwards I had these really awful cramps, like worse than menstrual cramps. Mm. And the third time, I don't know, this last time it was just sort of uncomfortable and awkward. And I don't know if this is just because I'm a virgin or if... Is he doing anything to help and try to make you feel good and, like, oral sex and things like that? Is it just sticking it in? All kind of for him. Well, no, I mean, it's, I mean, he tries, and he told me if, if it's not comfortable for me, we don't have to have sex, and he loves me anyways, but... That's good. That's cool. I feel that if we're going to have a sexual relationship and have a healthy relationship, the sexual relationship should be healthy also. Is there anything about your uh, past that would make you uncomfortable with your physicality? Oh, no, not at all. I mean... You were never taught it was bad or anything of that sort? Or mm, what's that? You were never taught that it was bad or wrong? Yeah, well, we've talked about it and stuff. No, no, no. You were never taught... Oh, no, no. My, my, mom, my mom's talked to me about sex a lot ever since I was really young. And what did she say about it? She just, she doesn't, she got pregnant when she was 18. Yeah. My grandma got pregnant when she was 17. With, with, and she got pregnant when she was 18 with you? Yes. And, and, and she gave you, the, and the message she gave you was that was a bad thing. Well, yeah, but she just doesn't want me to get pregnant, so she's told me if I'm going to have sex, I should come to her. I could, I could imagine that that could develop some pretty heavy feelings, ultimately. If, if your mother's telling you virtually your whole life that... Uh, you, you don't are, make you, the same mistake I did. Yeah, you, I, I don't make this horrible mistake. I had you. This is like in Speed Racer when Pops told uh, his uh, older son, Rex Racer, who uh, went on become, uh, to become Racer X, uh, listen, you'll not race. It's too dangerous. Uh, but he didn't listen to him, and he took the car out uh, anyway, and he was going to win that first race, but he crashed right in front of the finish line, Drew. Well, and then he had to run away from home. Uh, because, that's uh, a beautiful analogy. Well, what I'm saying... <laughs> <laughs> well, it's not really apropos of the situation, but <laughs> the point is... is start. <laughs> your mother has uh, turned you off to sex because of her plight well, and your grandmother's well, plight. But not only that, she sexualized Anya at probably at too young of an age. I think to be explicit about sexual discussions before the age of 12 in a context of human relations and try to make a child understand sex is a big mistake. To understand anatomy and sort of generality, okay. But if you're going to say this is the consequence and it was bad and you're the product and it was bad, 
It's a terrible message to give a kid. And I can imagine that make you feel very uncomfortable well, in your intimate relations. I don't... See, it doesn't really make... It just makes me want to be safe about when I have sex. Right. Does it just not feel good at all? It just... It, it, well, this last time, it did not not feel good. It was just sort of like, mm, Just great. coincidentally, are you being safe? Yes, I am. How? And I'm planning on talking to my mother about birth control. What are you doing now to be safe? Well, just condoms and spermicides. Okay, and is, so is he doing all the foreplay and everything? I mean, is he, is he huh? Well, no. No, I mean, no. it's just, I mean, he, when he pleasures me in other ways, it's great, it's fine. Like, like what? What are you talking about? Like giving me head or hand. Uh, but isn't that part of the, the sex? Well, it's part of the sex, but the actual intercourse just doesn't give me any pleasure. I mean, is that... All right, but, all right, but didn't I just... Uh, yes, hey. Yes, you did. No, Anya. Yes. <laughs> what the hell's wrong with the American education system these days? If you have the attention span of uh, of a tick and they can't uh, hear a word you say, I, we've we've uh, taught, we've asked you, presented you like four or five different questions. You've denied them or not heard them or you have no idea what we're talking about. He does perform uh, foreplay on you. There's something before the intercourse, right? Well, yes. And you asked whether Adam whether there had been oral sex, and that's or and, and that's pleasurable to you. Yes. Okay, so maybe he could spend a little more time doing that to sort of uh, set the table? Well, he does. <laughs> okay. All right, well, you listen, you guys work it out. You'll I'm get done used with to these it. people. <laughs> listen, I didn't have any good sex at 17. Why does everyone else have to have good sex? <laughs> yeah. Screw them. Yeah. You have the same miserable time I had when I was 17, for Christ's sake. Well, listen, it was horrible. It went from, like, horrible to sort of, like, uh, kind of bad to mediocre. And so back I'm, to horrible. Um, no, I'm guessing she's sort of on the right track. But, uh, well, I, I, you know, it's, I think, more complicated than meets the eye here, just by the virtue of that whole history and the way her mom taught her about these things and the messages that she was giving her. But the fact is, maybe her expectations about sex are off a little bit. I mean, two virgins together, their third time, I mean, it's not pleasurable. Um, yeah. Wouldn't expect it to be. Right, and, and women, women really need it. Women's systems are very difficult to learn to master, even for the woman, and they need to understand that it's not like a male that it can be very gratifying just as a physical encounter. They need to really um, practice, not just so much learn how they work as a as a as a physical system, but also how the physical and the emotional and the interpersonal all relate together to be fulfilling. Or you got to get drunk, right? Uh, yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's what I meant. No, here's what here's what sex is, guys. Because I know the, the band's young, and please, I'm gonna, gonna impart some knowledge from the from the sexual sage here. Because I've seen a lot of porn. <laughs> uh, sex is sex when you're when you're real young and you don't know what you're doing. It's sort of like it's like you and your girlfriend or you and your buddy sitting home watching Wimbledon all weekend, and you've never meanwhile you've never picked up a tennis racket, and you think, wow, this is going to be awesome. Let's go. We'll go down to the park. We'll get a racket. We'll go down. All right, I'm serving. Smacks it over the fence. You got to run out in the street and get it. You come back. You never get a rally going the whole time because you both suck. Why? You've never done it before, and then you think, oh, this tennis is a horrible game, you're but it's good. it's not. You get into it, you warm up, you get a, you, you you learn the backhand, which is what I've had to learn <laughs> all those years in prison. And uh, before you know it, you're rallying and uh, jumping over the net. Am I right, Drew? Yes, of course. All right. <laughs> Let's see, I, so I broke him. Practice. I broke him early. All right, we'll be right. We'll be back with uh, real big fish after this. Welcome to the biggest show on earth. Will Galore, the strangest freak, the highest acrobat, and the funniest clown. Love one. We'll be right back.
to Love Line with Adam Corolla and Dr. Drew. Mahalo. <laughs> yes, mahalo. Oh, that's right. Real big fish. Yeah. yeah. All right. I'm, I'll tell the uh, Don Ho uh, real big fish story here. That was on, the greatest uh, moment uh, of our lives. On, uh, Love Maybe Line. yours. We got to go to a 10-second. my life. Uh, Sorry. Go into a 10-second break, and then we'll come back, and we'll tell the Don Ho story after this. This is Love Line on Radio Station. 98 KUPD Tempe, Phoenix. Yes, it is Loveline with uh, Adam Carolla, Dr. Drew, and uh, Scott Aaron and Tavis of Real Big Fish. Phone number 1-800-L-O-V-E-191. And um, who was it? Uh, Aaron. Me. Yeah. You were uh, playing in the were you playing in the uh, rhythm section? Yes, I was. Yes. Uh, why don't you tell the story? I played guitar for Don Ho. <laughs> <laughs> and he played Tiny Bubbles at the K-Rock Weenie Roast. Yeah, this is a man who can tell a story. The uh, yeah. <laughs> sorry. <laughs> uh, well, there we were, thousands of people. Oh. He's a uh, regular Will Rogers over here. Uh, what happened was at the uh, K Rock uh, Weenie Rose this year, uh, one of the concerts that uh, all the stations have their sort of vir- virgin. I was going to say virgin uh, of it. Uh, WHFS has one, and the Edge Fest in Minneapolis, and all that stuff. I think uh, K Rock is one of the. Uh, Sort of the granddad of them all. Uh, they had it. They had a luau theme a uh, few few weeks back for uh, I think it was maybe their seventh uh, weenie roast. So they decided to fly Don Ho in, and that's why Don Ho was on the show the following uh, Sunday night. This he, show, on this show, right? And he got out there in front of uh, fifteen thousand screaming uh, people, and I was a little. Uh, I wasn't worried, but I was more curious. Uh, how is the how's the crowd going to accept Don Ho? Because the average age of the crowd is uh, 18, 19 years old. Uh, Don Ho is not exactly a big part of their lives, although I, they may have heard of him. And I'm wondering, and, and I don't know who's coming on next, uh, social distortion or whatever, but uh, come on, let's get to them. I, but Don Ho went out there and just rocked the house. He had the uh, Polynesian dancers and uh, the whole nine yards, but he needed uh, a band to sing Tiny Bubbles, and uh, that was the rhythm section of uh, Real Big Fish. And, uh, you oh, guys, that story. You guys, did, uh, <laughs> you guys did not miss a beat, I must say. You didn't hear it. <laughs> yeah. I was standing up there on stage the whole time. Hey, Don Ho's bigger than you think, man. He, he certainly is, and uh, <laughs> he's older than you think, too. Still, but, oh. Uh, thank, uh, and I... He's not. He, he's not. Uh, you know, churning the uh, chocolate or anything. Yeah, he's just signing, <laughs> signing contracts, and you know they're putting his name on everything. You're probably you go to a market and you're pushing like a Don Ho shopping cart. Uh, <laughs> there, can you imagine that? That's what I. That's what I need to do. I need to become synonymous with a uh, with an island. Maybe a trailer park. All right. <laughs> uh, okay, Drew. Let's shut his mic off. Uh, real big fish is here. Yvette, thirty-three. Hey. Hey. Um, I just want to let you know I love your show. I listen to it every night. Um, also, well, <laughs> I don't know about the real big fish, but I'm sure you guys are great. <laughs> I can um. tell you a story about us. You wouldn't believe it. <laughs> oh, really? <laughs> oh, they played with Don Ho. What else do you need to know? <laughs> well, yeah, really. I know Don Ho. <laughs> um, my question is, actually, it's more of a problem here. Uh, a couple of days ago, I'd asked my... 14-year-old son, if he uh, wanted to go to the store with me, and he said, sure, and I said, go get ready, 
And about 10 or 15 minutes later, I went to see if he was ready, and I didn't knock on his door. I guess I should have, but I opened his door, and he was laying in the bed naked, and I don't know how to deal with this. I apologize to him for not knocking, but I don't know what else to do. Is he doing anything? You know, what to say to him, or... That's a good question. Aaron, you want to ask that again? Oh, was, he, <laughs> was he doing anything when he was laying there? Interesting. Well, I didn't actually see him do anything, but when I opened the door, he, he grabbed his uh, private area, and all I saw was his buns, you know. That's happened to yeah. me before. My mom's walked in on me. Yeah. She has. Rolling around on the floor naked. Be, you know, he's supposed to be getting ready to go to the store. That's like Well, that, maybe that's the way he gets ready. Okay. Uh, <laughs> I have certain rituals I do before I leave the house. That certainly is one of them. You can't go out to the store with all that pressure? <laughs> yeah. yeah, I may just go off on, uh, on a checker. There's a cute girl standing by the produce. Uh, that's, now, now, Yvette. Yes. You say uh, you open the door... Yeah. He, you saw his bare hiney as he dove into bed and pulled the covers over himself. He didn't pull the covers over him, no. Oh. He yeah. just dove into bed. He was on top of the covers, so. Uh, and he rolled over on his stomach? Yeah. Did he, uh, was he sporting any wood? Well, I didn't see that. Uh-huh. I mean, I, That'd I be a bad sign. Yeah. Like that. I see. But, uh, let's just say, for the sake of argument, <laughs> that, um, he was, uh, pleasuring himself. Probably. You think so? I mean, you didn't see him sort of pulling up one pant leg or anything, did you? No, he was completely uh, in the buff, though. Right. Laying on his bed, so he didn't have any clothes anywhere near him. There's really no reason to be naked in the middle of the day unless you're doing that or something else, really. Right. Well, at yeah. least it wasn't smoking or something. Yeah. <laughs> well, it was hot, so maybe, you know, maybe he was just trying to cool off. All right. Uh, no, I. If, well, maybe that's the way he cools off. Um, well. Be. Oh, is, uh, you can turn uh, Dr. Drew's mic back on. Thank, Thank you, you, Engineer Mike. Mike. <laughs> Appreciate that. Okay, uh, let's just say for the sake of argument, he was masturbating. Does that bother you? No, I was just embarrassed for him. Because right. Well, let's do it for him because he was doing, whatever he was doing was normal and age appropriate. Okay. Okay, he's fine. How do I handle it? Right, you're the problem. Yeah, I guess. What, what is so difficult about accepting this? Well, it's, it's not the acceptance part, it's just. Because I was a kid, too, you know. I right. I did all that stuff. Right. Um, it, I guess it's embarrassing for me because, you know, I, I just don't know how to handle it. You see your only child? No. I have four children. Uh, is he the only boy? No, I have three boys. How old are they? Well, I have an 18-year-old stepson, but uh, I don't see him very often. He lives with his grandparents. But, uh, how old? Yeah. A 14-year-old and a three-month-old. All right, so he's the only... He's the only boy that's a teenager that... That is really yours that is growing up, becoming a man. Right. Okay. All right, it's time to get out the slip covers, uh, by the way, because uh, <laughs> this is just the beginning, uh, believe me. And where's Dad? Uh, well, his father and I are divorced. Is there a stepdad? Yes. What, have you discussed this with your husband? Um, yeah, and, yeah. you know, he, he, it's hard to explain. You know, I guess it's more of a, a joke, you know. As far as he's concerned. Yeah, well, yeah. I mean, he, he understands because his son is 18. But, right. but he's making a joke of it. He yeah. doesn't understand how, how important this is, how difficult this is for you. Yeah. Well, it, listen, it, let's not uh, cry over spilled semen here. Just let's quick, just move it, on. Just real quick, though. I, 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 is there anything about your relationship with men that would make it very threatening for your son now to be a man? Uh, well, I don't have a problem with my husband that I have now. Well, what happened with your ex-husband? Oh, he was very abusive. And why, do you, why did you need to be with an abusive male? Probably because I was abused as a child. All right. And can you see how that then rekindle, is rekindled by the awareness that your son is now becoming one of those people 
those males who had abused you. Maybe he's going to inherit some of this. Well, the men, men in general are probably terribly threatening to you. And to see your son now become a male, start acting like a male, you need to be careful that you don't actually squash any of this. It's natural and normal in his development. You've got to let him become a man. I didn't say anything to him except that I apologize for not knocking. It's fine. You did, you did fine. But be very careful that he doesn't pick up on the fact that you are not comfortable with him being a male because it's going to, make, it's going to affect his self-esteem. Right, yeah, just don't say anything. I think we would all uh, appreciate it. We've all been yeah. caught by our folks at one time or another doing things we weren't really excited about. And yeah, it's not, that's not the we issue. Were really excited the issue about. is... <laughs> the issue is that she doesn't like men. She's a threatened by men, and now she's got another. Uh, her her little boy is becoming a man, and it's very disturbing. Right. To her. Well, so she walked in, and he was taking care of himself. It's nothing to do with her walking himself. in. Oh, it's, it's just, it just triggered through. the feelings. She was uh, abused as a child, and then her, her everybody was abused. Come uh, on, relax <laughs> over there. Uh, Listen, uh, just let me pass this message out because we have a lot of young uh, male listeners. Uh, here's what happens with the masturbation, and and you guys. Um, you guys are young, uh, believers in either living at home or just, uh, you know, just, just out of the house. And what happens is, is the first time you masturbate, you think, um, well, A, this is the greatest thing ever, but B, uh, I couldn't see myself doing this more than maybe once a week because it's really a lot of work. <laughs> I mean, it takes a lot of time. Uh, I don't, you, you don't have your technique down at this point. You get stronger. But after about a week and a half, you really hone that <laughs> skill. I mean, if you, if you spent as much time uh, in uh, learning uh, Spanish as you did um, uh, on your penis at 14, you speak uh, fluent. Uh, Spanish at this point. A am I right? I mean, you really oh, hone right. this skill. And what happens is, is once you hone the skill, then you get a little cocky. <laughs> you know what I mean? You're standing in the kitchen and mom says, uh, I'm going to go out to the station where I can grab another load of uh, groceries. You put these away in the pantry and you think, I bet I could squeeze one off. <laughs> <laughs> I got this down to such a science now that I bet I could squeeze one off. But the problem is, is she comes walking back in 10 seconds later. Have you seen the... Oh, Jesus Christ, no. <laughs> All over the wheat then, no. <laughs> and that's the thing. You really... And this is how criminals get caught. And it's the same. It, it, it trickles down. But, I mean, this is Don't how all cocky. criminals get caught. They get away with something for a long time. They get cocky, uh, pardon the pun. And then they get sloppy. And then they get busted. You know, this guy was trying to peel one off before mom, uh, before they went to the market. Was like, you know, they may have been gone half hour, 45 minutes. <laughs> but maybe he, need, he thought he needed help. You know, when you're doing it, you always want to quit and you think it's the most awful thing. Oh, never mind. <laughs> <laughs> you never, you, there's also the hint that so you don't have it. to be completely naked. You know, it's a little easier to hide if you're not completely naked. Right, yeah. right. Yeah, I should come out the whole uh, line of uh, clothing, as a matter of fact. <laughs> <laughs> you don't know what I'm talking about? Gear. And you felt bad, and you Adam, Adam, no. always promised that was the last time you'd do it. It ought to be just gear, not clothing. Right. <laughs> <laughs> no, did you did you feel bad, Yeah. Aaron? You did? I like, didn't start, I mean, I felt bad until I was like 18 or 19. Oh, oh really? Like bad. every time, oh. every day, I'm, oh my God, I'm never right. going to do this. Every right. birthday, you're going, all right, yeah, I'm going to so stop bad. now. That would be my birthday <laughs> wish. Oh, I wish I'd Every day at noon, Aaron would say no more. And <laughs> then 3 o'clock would roll around. And, uh, Penny, 15. Yeah. Um, hey, Aaron was a real big fish. Um, see, I have this long-distance relationship. Uh-oh. And, um, well, it's like when we're together, you know, I see these other girls, and they're always hounding him, you know. There's, like, tons of girls after him. And I really don't know what to do except for sit by and watch. And it's just, you know, it really gets to me a lot. You're uh, 15? Yeah. Now, how old is this guy? He's 15, too. 
Where is he at? How far away? Um, about an hour and a half. Hmm. Boy, at 15, trying to carry on a relationship over that kind of distance is very tough. How did this happen that you guys are carrying yeah, on this them? way? <laughs> well, um, we've like, we, <laughs> this is going to sound really stupid, but we show rabbits and stuff. We, we what? We show? Show, show, rabbits. show rabbits? Yeah. Wow. That's stupid. That's where do you awesome. show rabbits at? Hello, this is my rabbit. <laughs> you mean like there's shows where, yeah. where they show rabbits? I guess they've yeah. got dog shows and cat shows. Why not wow. rabbit shows? That's cool. Yeah, it's it's like. What if they have armadillo shows? We met we met at one of them. Yeah. No way. Did, Did your rabbits get along? <laughs> yeah. That's always, that's always a good sign. That's, that's cool cute. when you when your rabbits can get along and that's. Yeah. Yeah, it's a good. Yeah, if your rabbits don't get along, you know it's just bad. So mm -hmm. there's all these girls after him then. Yeah. Does he flirt back with them? Um, sometimes. He's probably got a really nice Does rabbit. Does he tell you that all these girls are after him? Sometimes. Hmm. Yeah, I don't really trust that uh, in a guy. And I don't know if everyone's thinking what, what I'm thinking, but I, I don't know any 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 studs that uh, work the rabbit show. <laughs> uh, you, you know what I mean? I mean, I can't picture, uh, you know, uh, some big strap and a guy with a washboard stomach uh, showing off his rabbits. It's 15, though. <laughs> Although it is kind of quaint. It might be a great <laughs> place to pick up chicks. You never know. Yeah. I mean, you Again, know, apparent, it could be the rabbits. Apparently. Uh, so, Penny. Yeah. Well, how often do you get to see him? Um, sometimes, like, in the summer, like, once or twice a month. Oh, yeah. wow. Yeah. Sometimes, sometimes we, like, you know, we meet other than rabbit shows, but that's not very often. Yeah. You're missing out on a lot of uh, and This doesn't sound good. No. I don't, I don't even know if you guys are going out. Right. Yeah, At least yeah. as far as he's concerned. No, oh. no. He may, he may not he may not think you're going out. Well, I mean we, you know, we call ourselves boyfriend girlfriend type thing. Uh -huh. do, do you talk on the phone? Yeah. All the time. A lot. About other stuff like about like feed and stuff like that. <laughs> other stuff than that. Oh really? really? You're you're oh, you're you're, mul you're you're very layered, Penny. <laughs> There's more to you than uh, just the hair. <laughs> uh, thank you for the courtesy laugh. Oh, that was so. horrible. <laughs> thank you. All right, uh, listen, Penny. Yeah. Uh, I think is is as good as this guy may be, and as good as you may be, it's just such a bitch uh, going out with somebody when you don't have a car and they're a uh, good, you know, couple hours away, and it just uh, it just doesn't sound good. Plus, if this guy has uh, all the chicks hanging on him, it's uh, only a matter of time before uh, he he weakens and gives in. So I think all our advice would be see if you can meet somebody who shares your love of rabbits, but who lives in town. Okay. Is that possible? Probably. Do you All like right. him that much? Yeah. You do? Yeah, actually I do. All right, well, you see if you can keep it going, but I, I don't, I wouldn't put a whole lot yeah, of he's stock He's going to get his in license it. in a year anyway. Come on. Well, that's true. And we'll see if he, he, uh, see if he comes around, but uh, I didn't even know they had rabbit uh, showings. Never that's amazing. Do you trust him about that stuff? It's, uh, it's, uh... People have too much time. <laughs> <laughs> they do. <laughs> well, there are more. They have those like cool rabbits. They have those big angora ones. Right. You know, the big oh, long hair and everything. Oh, sure, yeah. Hey, it keeps the kids off the streets. Uh, you're right. That's true. Yeah, but you know they'll be smoking those rabbits uh, <laughs> <laughs> soon. All right, uh, I'll tell you what. Why don't we uh, take a little listen uh, to another effort uh, by Real Big Fish off of uh, Turn the Radio Off? This is one called Snoop Dogg Baby. <laughs>
Dog Baby from Real Big Fish off of Turn the Radio Off, uh, their uh, latest CD. Out, out, out. You can uh, find it everywhere. Turn the radio uh, often. When we uh, come back, more with uh, Real Big Fish, uh, more with Dr. Drew, and uh, more with myself, Adam Carolla, all after this. More. Kick it! I want to love you. Bob Ryan will be right back, and boy, will we be mad if you bail. Hey, Dr. Drew. Yeah, Mike. I pretty much, uh, look, I never bought anything online in my life until I met my wife. Oh, and, seriously? Uh, now all I do is go to Amazon. Uh, yeah, I buy pretty much everything on Amazon. And if you want to support somebody that has an affiliate relationship with, with Amazon, you go to their website, you click through the Amazon banner, and at zero cost to you, Amazon shares some of the purchase price with the affiliate. Why are for, you being so nice about it and saying somebody with an affiliate relationship? You're right, Mike. I should be more specific. Forget an affiliate, some vague affiliate. Let's go to Podcast One where you can find the Loveline podcast, the Loveline page. Bookmark that page and just click through on the Amazon banner located at the top of the homepage. You can even use the Amazon banner if you're in Canada or the UK. It makes it easy for all future purchases. Again, it is podcastone.com. Click on the Keep It Free banner to support Amazon and all the wonderful sponsors that make the show possible. Yeah, this is Slash from Guns N' Roses and Snake Pit and etc. And you're listening to Loveline with Adam Carolla and Dr. Drew. Yes, who was that? Slash? And yeah. my uh, Slash? earphones off. Slash is uh, the nicest uh, guy in the world. I believe it. Uh-uh. He won't remember you the day after you talk to him. But, uh, <laughs> I believe that. He's nice. We, yeah, we had Slash uh, speaking. We are just talking about the TV show. We had Slash on, and um, he's a great guy. And, and he... he uh, he wears these uh, biker boots, like motocross boots, but he wears them unbuckled, so they sort of flap open. And I'm not sure if that's a look or he just can't figure out how to get the buckles <laughs> done. But the point is, is the the, the things are wide open, and uh, Slash likes to smoke. Yeah. And in in Slash, uh, there's there's a certain point you get to a certain like rock star status, where like Slash could walk into a uh, surgical room. Uh, where there, a guy was uh, remo- removing a gallbladder or something, lit up, and no one would really say anything. Because it's like, hey, it's Slash. Yeah, come on. Uh, he smokes. He, he smoked in here. He smoked on the TV. So he was smoking during a commercial of the TV, and I said, uh, hey, Slash, let me see that uh, snake pit uh, tattoo you got. Oh, oh, yeah, yeah. So he's got the cigarette hanging out of his mouth. And he's one of these guys... Guys who smoke all the time can do anything with a cigarette hanging out of their mouth. They're like a disarming a bomb or rebuilding a carburetor <laughs> or something. They got the cigarette hanging out, and they'll talk with the thing hanging out too. And he, and he pulls his t-shirt up over his back to like expose his shoulder, and he's pulling it over his head with this lit cigarette. <laughs> and the cherry from the cigarette falls out, and it falls straight down, lands right in the boot. Ooh. And the boot's wide open. And then he dropped wow. the whole cigarette in the boot, too. Yeah, oh, yeah, that's the whole, right. The whole Sorry, cigarette the whole dog. cigarette yeah. lands in the boot. And uh, there's smoke coming up from uh, Slash's boot. <laughs> the sock was on fire. I said, uh, hey, uh, Slash, uh, I don't want to diss you or anything, but I think the sock's on fire. Uh, yeah, that's cool. <laughs> 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 like, oh. Slash, your foot's on fire now. Like Grant. Uh, yeah, yeah, he and Grant would get along real well. Our trombone player Grant he, is like that. He went slowly reached down, the whole while emitting expletive, extra expletive, and sort of slow yeah, <laughs> yeah. He didn't. He didn't. He wasn't put off by it really at all. I mean, he was just going to get rid of it. But it was one of those things that he was going to get to. Yeah. 
Yeah, I like guys who are that committed to smoking. All right, Real Big Fish is uh, here. Name of the CD. Turn the radio off and uh, back to the phones we go. Megan, 15. Hi, um, I'd like to talk to Real Big Fish. Hi, hello. How you doing? Hi, um, I've liked you guys since I saw your video on the box. Yeah. Oh, thanks. Which one? Everything Sucks. Oh. I love that song so much. And Thank I was wondering you. Um, what gave you guys the Kennedy? idea for that video. What gave us the, so the, it, the it's video? The video is kind of bizarre, but it's really cool. It's kind of a true story. Yeah, because uh, that's the kind of video you have to make when they only give you five thousand dollars to make. It. <laughs> it was the kind of thing where they said, "Hey, we'll give you this much," and we said, "Okay, we'll do this." And they said, "No, we don't like that idea. We'll give you this much instead." And we said, "All right, we'll do this instead." No, we don't like that. We'll give you this much, and so it just kind of the, the idea kept changing. So that's what the idea was. The money was. going down or up at that point? Down. down. Oh, okay, bad. <laughs> We're uh, just silly guys. Megan? We can't too. it. Are you, where, are you, where are you calling from? Um, Oregon City is this tiny town next to Portland. Mm-hmm. Oh. I, I guess the Warp Tour is coming around Portland in the next uh, week or so, isn't it? I believe we, so. We think so. Yeah, it's sometime. Are you going? I don't have any money. I'm broke. Mm. Oh. Can't you just uh, I'm trying to, flash I'm some trying boob to or something and uh, get in? I don't know. I'll try. Okay, yeah. That's no, but... Um, She's 15. Yeah, I was wondering if you guys would deliver a message to Grant for me. What's <laughs> that? Definitely. He'll yeah, he's just the most adorable guy, and he's my ska god. He's your ska <laughs> god. Yeah. Boy, that, that boy Let me write that down. trombone, doesn't he? <laughs> oh, yeah. He blows smoke through it, I hear. <laughs> <laughs> all right, Megan. Okay, Keep fantasizing about the band. <laughs> okay, thanks. All right. Grant gets all the girls. Brett. The girls like Hey. Okay, I have a... Important question. This is uh, this is about alcohol. Okay, a while ago I was at home and my mom was there with her girlfriend, and her mom sort of seduced me, and now I think I'm a lesbian. Okay, this is about Brian Siegel. Good night. <laughs> Brian Siegel. Huh? Well, I didn't even hang up on him. Brian. All right. Oh, now I did. What happened to him? If your nose bleeds, does it make like your, the hair in your nose grow really fast? Because I got a really long one now. Oh, is that why you had that uh, that uh, piece of paper stuffed up in your well, nose Scott earlier? Pu- Scott punched me in the nose. Oh, really? Uh-huh. Is this like on-stage antics, or what happened? No, on the way here, I kind of reached between his legs. <laughs> and it was just an involuntary I was thing? asking for it, you know. It's just one of those kind of things that happens when you're... Really? Did you seriously sock no, him? No. I know he doesn't go that way. I just... I can't help it. I'd never hit so another human being in my entire life. Well, what happened? What's up with your nose? No, I don't know. It just started it's bleeding? It's really hot at the Warp Tour, you know. Uh, <laughs> ah, I got a bloody nose story. Mm, right. I have a story for every for every occasion and every nasal. <laughs> uh, but Drew, you'll back me up on this. When it gets hot, real hot and dry, your nose can just start bleeding uh, spontaneously. True. Yeah, why does dry. it do that? Dry. Is it because the, the the veins dry out in there, the right. membrane or something, right. and they just burst. Right. And and once the nose goes, it goes big. Oh yeah. I mean, uh, it just it just goes pouring out of there and. Uh, it was right about uh, right about this time, and I was playing in a actually about a month earlier, but I was playing in a uh, high school baseball game. And it was like in eleventh grade, and I was standing out in right field because uh, that's oh. where they put all the good players. <laughs> and that's where I was too. I know what you mean. Sun was just beating down on my forehead, and my nose just started bleeding, and it just went. And man, it just kept going, and I couldn't stop it. And I was mm. I was looking around out in the outfield for like candy wrappers and stuff. I had like a baby Ruth wrapper. <laughs> shoved up my right nostril and it was i was wearing a white uh, huskies uniform and it was all over the entire uniform let me let me uh, give a little uh clinic here on how to handle a nosebleed you got to pinch it you grab it between the index finger and the thumb you grab the entirety of the nose and you pinch tightly and you do not release 
for uh -huh. at least 10 minutes. Do not uh, peak, yeah. do not release, do not do anything. Not over the top? The entire thing. Oh, don't blow and, it out either. And don't put anything in there, and don't keep checking to see if it. Just 10 minutes, hold it, and then let go, and that's the end. No, but I'm trying to play baseball. That's my throwing <laughs> arm. <laughs> what do you want me to do? Like, kick the ball in if someone hits one out to me? So anyway, welcome out to right field. Uh, never. That's why I was out in right field. <laughs> yeah, it's a point. I was more monitoring right field than I was right. playing it, uh, keeping an eye out in case a ball came around. But uh, uh, I was up first. Uh, Left-handed hitter come up, they switched him over to left field. <laughs> <laughs> no, I switched further to right, actually out <laughs> out into the bleachers. True. Come on, please. They call me Clutch Corolla in high school, please. <laughs> so I was up first uh, the next inning. And uh, I really, you know, the thing about baseball is you only bat, you know, three, four times a, a game in high school. They play like seven innings or something, and I didn't want to miss my at-bat, although the nose was still gushing blood. So I said, don't worry, I'm fine, I'm going up to the plate. Uh, blood dripping on home plate, and uh, two quick strikes, just whiff, whiff. And now I'm thinking, uh, I should have just called it a day. And the next pitch came in, I just drove uh, in the uh, left field gap. Just drove it. And, uh, and, and three out of second. No, no, no. Home run. Oh. Home run, but there wasn't a fence in left field, so the ball just kept rolling, and I rounded the bases, and I made it home, and I had a home run, and the place was going nuts because the blood was coming out of the nose, and there was two <laughs> strikes. And I, and I was on my way to the locker room when I saw the ball go to third base, and the umpire called me out because you he said I missed third oh, base. I didn't step on third base. Uh, what a heartbreak. That's yeah. the kind of story. That's like urban legend. That is my life. That's the story people tell in high school is about the guy once at the school. Yeah, the, the bloody nose uh, home run where he missed uh, third base. And, and, and real fast, because uh, we're not supposed to do this at all, the very next game, I hit the ball the very same place. I was running down uh, to uh, first base. The guy was laughing. Uh, the first base ghost and said, don't miss the base. I stepped right on it. I got a stand-up triple. The ball went back to first base, and they called me out. The very next game, the very same place I hit the ball, did the exact same thing over at first base, and the umpire threw me out. But you, but you hit that? I hit it and stepped right on it. How weird is that? Yeah. Maybe he didn't like you. What is up with life, guys? All right. Uh, you're on with Sports Talk with uh, <laughs> Jack. Hey. Hey, you're 16. You're on with Real Big Fish. Hey, I'm just because I know you love list, uh, hearing this. Long-time listener, first-time caller. Yes, thank you. Drew, right. you're pretty cool, too. Thank you. Okay, I'm calling to uh, talk to Real Big Fish because you guys are like gods. You're just the animals, man. You had oh. to kiss your asses so we could talk to us. Yeah. Uh, I've been a hardcore fan since I heard you on Loveline like six, seven months ago. Nuh-uh. Yeah. Oh, wow. Really? Where do you live? What? I don't know. <laughs> yeah, I saw you in uh, Petaluma up here. I played pool with Grant. Oh, right. oh wow. He's, he's, he's a pool he shark. Did Yeah. That's what I yeah. figured. He's he was a pool cute? shark. Tell your friend, is he, is he all right, coughing? Yeah, he's okay. All right. Tell him to get some water. Yeah, go get some water. And yeah. put it in the bong. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, we're going to go see you uh, Sunday at the Warp Tour, too. Oh, right. All right. Yeah. Um, and Aaron. Yeah. How do you know uh, JFC? Because uh, in the album, it uh, says uh, that they, they thank you in there. Jeffrey's Fan Club? Yeah, yeah. Who? Jeffrey's Fan Club. They're from here. Yeah, we. I go see them all the time when I'm around. Yeah, it's pretty cool. Do you know John at all? Yeah, I know all those guys. Come on. All right, Jack. Yeah. This is worse than my baseball story now. <laughs> yeah, that was pretty Let's long. talk about love. All right, you love the band, right? Wait, wait, what? All right, listen. Okay. You love the band, you're going to see them Sunday. Love the band. They kick ass. We love you, too. 
That's five. That... <laughs> All right. <laughs> Please crack a window. Uh, so your mom, your mom, falling on a Friday. People are going nuts. Yeah. It's like a build, like Christmas or something. There's a giant buildup. Everybody's getting out of town. Everybody's anxious about it. Yeah, and we're screwed because we don't work tomorrow anyway. Right. You're not getting any time off, are you, Drew? No. And then we're back Sunday. That sucks. I, you know you have a crappy personality when you loathe others who got a day off and you didn't get the day off, but you're not working anyway. You just normally didn't work that day. I feel like I've been uh, raped somehow. Like, I really wish the fourth w would fall on a Tuesday so we could just take the night off. Yeah. Although I do like this job. <laughs> Steve. <laughs> Hello. How you guys doing? Hey, you're 35. What's your question? Uh, my question pertains to HIV transmission. Mm. Uh, nobody's really talked about the window. For example, let's say your girlfriend went out on a Saturday night and transmitted it, or she caught it, but she didn't know, and you slept with her three days later. Is that too close a time frame? Yes. Yeah, I'd... Uh, Probably. Oh. Even though she did end up getting it in the long run. Yeah, it takes a while for the virus to replicate to the point that it would be contagious. That she could pass it on to yes. somebody else. Well, how long, Drew? Uh, well, is I'm, it a window or is it a sliding door? How long it, is this? It's uh, a window. And it, it's, uh, I'm, typically, this, there can be a, a, an acute HIV infection where people actually get a syndrome similar to mononucleosis with sore throats and high fevers. And it's then that the virus is prevalent, is more, is present in the blood to a point that it could be contagious. It's also then that the antibody response developed and you can detect the presence of the virus. Um, but do they know uh, whether it is transmissible just because it has entered the body? It's exactly how many days after exposure somebody becomes infectious. I think it varies person to person because it also varies how long it takes to begin to develop an antibody response. But, well, but isn't there an average? Well, if you speculated, I what would, would you say? Two months. Two months? Six weeks to two months. Something like so that. if your girlfriend went out on a Saturday night, uh, got infected with AIDS, and you slept with her um, two weeks later, there's Probably chances not. are she wasn't transmissible yeah, at that point. And the, and the viral... Uh, I never thought about this. The viral, I just figured if you got it, you got it, the viral and you give it. The viral concentration gets higher as you get further on in the disease. And that's where the, all the thrust of therapy right now is directed at trying to decrease the viral replication. So, so there's less virus around, so there's less destruction of the immune cells. So it enters your body, and then it sort of takes a while to uh, gather up uh, right. constituencies right. or something. Right. It's got to like uh, get a little momentum going. It, it has to. Uh, it has to d re replicate it. But uh, all diseases aren't. Uh, all you know, viruses aren't that way, are they? Yeah, pretty much. It's, it's like you move into a new apartment. Quicker, you know, right. you, you got to get everything set up before you start having parties. Right, you got to know your neighbors. Right. Wait, wait, so then so it's you, like, hey, there's it a Jehovah's Witness uh, living underneath me, so you got to know what to do. You got to go over there the and right. over. Basically, work is by getting into human cells and taking over. It takes over their genetic well, What's machinery. that got to do with the party plan at and the apartment, it, it, take, it takes over <laughs> in order to produce more viral particles and then releases those into the bloodstream and invades more human cells. Okay. And that's when somebody's infectious. All right. Uh, but, uh, make friends with all the people in the apartment and uh, different places and uh, invite them to the party. Right. Got all it. right. All right. Can we talk about <laughs> baseball again? <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> all right. And we'll be back with uh, more Real Big Fish after this.
this is Kelly from the Snake Pimps, and you're listening to Love Line with Adam Carella and Dr. Drew. Yes, the Sneaker Pimps. Well, I like them, except for uh, Liam. Got Drew. drunk, got surly, got in an argument with Drew, and took off at 11.30 no on way. foot. Yes. <laughs> Walked right out of the studio and started walking, basically. We never found him. Never found him. His management, uh, everyone wow. was here. They were staying uh, maybe 10, 15 miles away at some hotel. Uh, they're from <laughs> England. He has no idea where he is. Uh, he's in the middle of a dicey neighborhood at uh, 12 midnight, drunk, uh, on foot. There's a spindly uh, little English guy, and we have no idea whatever happened to him. I, I was actually going to do that tonight. I'm glad I didn't. I thought it would be original. No, it's been done. Yeah, it's I'm, been I'm done. glad I didn't. You know. Drew has, has yeah. been vomited upon yes. uh, in the studio. <laughs> yes. We've, we've oh. had... Uh, we've oh, no, had it was voluntary vomiting, too. It was like an accidental vomiting. He, right. he, he pursued me and retching. Come here and let me throw up on you. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> no, it really is. Yes. Uh, the guy uh, from uh, the Pennywise. Do you have the tape of that, Mike? Yeah. yeah. Oh, he's going to play it. Why don't we play the uh, famous uh, Drew... Uh, wait, isn't uh, Pennywise on the Warped Tour? Yes, 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 they are. Okay, you need to hear this. Well, I hear they're rocking, too. At least that's what uh, Dickie was it's saying. It's a really good tour. Oh, good. Uh, you, you know, so many good bands. You know Fletcher? Fletcher? Not personally, but... We like, haven't met them yet, though. Yeah, I don't think right, we've This guy looks like Sasquatch. Yeah. <laughs> okay, he's a, he's a man mountain. He's huge. I've never <laughs> seen as big a person as this. And he's, he, he, you can't... You know where the, where the man leaves off and the hair begins. Yeah, it's a lot of, lot of beard, a lot of hair... And uh, a lot of man, and uh, a lot of lot of bile, yeah, apparently a lot as of, well. A lot of gastric juice. All right, so uh, here's a tape of uh, Pennywise uh, uh, it intentionally vomiting on Drew, staggering well, across. Let's, let's, let's set it up. They they were eating pizza and drinking tequila during the Ooh. show, and all of a sudden, we were sitting here, and uh, Fletcher looks up, just goes, <laughs> and <laughs> off it went. I uh, I was not in the studio. This is uh, before a little bit before my time, but yes. I, I swear I think lucky. I was listening on the radio. All right, here it is. <laughs> okay, go ahead. <coughs> That's fine. I mean, uh, I was just wondering, like, uh, what's the tension? Don't throw up on me. Oh, my God. Uh, line is over. I'm pretty much currently... Okay, bye. Yes, uh, love line is over. It's not our fault. We have a big, ugly man in our guitar band. And, uh... Yes. Are we on the air? Please. Yeah. He, uh, he backed her up against a wall and vomited on him. <laughs> that, that retching you heard? Was going, was standing over me doing that. Retching oh my God. That's amazing. He wanted to make you his bitch, Drew. <laughs> <laughs> and then, Drew, you hit him with a good uppercut? Yeah, but it, it, it was like a cartoon. You know, where the little guy's punching the guy and he just keeps going, doesn't even phase him? And Drew's a lot, you know, Drew's uh, 6'1 and change over there, 185 pounds, a solid, uh, did, good, did, it's good like, cruiser weight. Didn't, didn't put a dent in him. You punched a guy that was throwing up in the gut? <laughs> Not oh, in the, the head. Oh, in the head. I was trying okay. to stand him up because he was leaning over me. In front oh, okay. Of and I was trying to get him to really stand up, and he wouldn't. Then I started punching. <laughs> <laughs> hey, not many men can say they vomited on uh, Dr. Dr. Drew. Drew. All right, uh, real big fish here, <laughs> and it's uh, back to the phones. <laughs> Here we go. Kathy, 19. Hi, I'm Dr. Drew. Kathy. 
Um, when I was about five years old, I started masturbating and having masochistic fantasies to go with it. Then when I was about seven years old, I sexually experimented with three female peers. Then at nine, I guess you... Wait, wait, how old were you when you first did that with your... When I, I was seven. Seven. And then when I was nine years old, um, I guess you can say I sexually molested my five-year-old female cousin. Mm-hmm. You want to start gambling, Drew? Yeah. Although I get, uh, I get her being molested. Can I give you the dollar now? Uh, let, let, let's get real specific. What happened to her? Ooh, ooh, this is good. All right, hold on, Kathy. Okay. All right, uh, you guys got any money on you? <laughs> no. <laughs> can, you can't get dollar out? Wait, 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 let me wait. see. I, I don't know. Uh, uh, we put, don't get paid uh, for this uh, rock and roll thing yet. If you don't have any yet. cash, just put the Coke down or whatever, and we'll figure a street value. Um, I, I got a dollar. I got two lighters. I oh, got a dollar? All right, put I it in. I got 41 cent glasses. All right. What are we betting on? We're betting on... Who's that, Kathy? Tavis, where'd yeah, you get a dollar from? Kathy's uh, pass. All right, uh, I think we're, buck, from uh, we're we maybe a buck shy. We're a buck and some change shy here, boys. Uh, this lighter's got to be worth something. Yeah, I got a, two lighters, actually. These are some nice glasses. All right, there. let's put the lighter in. Okay, it's 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 a right. almost beverage warehouse. Yeah, that's nice. That's good. Our okay. can's worth like five right. cents. Uh, I've been there. We got a nice pot going here. Yeah, the redemption value on the can alone's got to be worth it. How about my tough skull ring? How about that? All right, here's what we're going to do. Uh, Kathy's 19. Uh, Kathy was uh, started masturbating at five. Uh, began ex- sort of uh, sexually experimenting on her, I guess, her younger cousin and this and that, uh, up to everything at a real young age. She got me beat by two years on that masturbation. So, so let's uh, <laughs> let beat being the operative word. <laughs> let's uh, figure out what happened to Kathy early, maybe you know before five. Somebody got hold of her. Somebody did something awful to her. And uh, I'm going with molestation, but, but, and Drew's going with molestation. We'll all go with molestation, but what are the specifics? Right. All right, shall I go first? Sure. Should I get the lighter if I sure. want? I am going with uh, felt up by, um, I'm just going straight dad. Right. Dad got hold of her. Okay. What, right. what did he do to her? Uh, everything. So he actually had sex with her? Oh, no, no intercourse. Okay, so just sort of fondling and that sort of thing. Uh, heavy fondling yeah. by dad. Yeah, yeah. All right. Okay. Uh, we good? Yep. All right, Scott. Um, I'm probably gonna go with like an Uncle Sal. Or Uncle something. Sal. Oh. Yeah. Man, I should okay. go on first. All right. So you're saying uh, in the family, but not living, not living there. Right. Okay. That's solid. I'll go with that. Uh, Eric? I said babysitter. Babysitter. What does babysitter do? Mm. What do you do? Oh, I don't know. Molestation. No, That's that, enough. No, no, oh, I'm, look, I'm if it's a babysitter, you're scoring. I'm thinking babysitter, too. I, I, oh, you I, are? I want to get specific. Mm. He oh, wants to cool. groom this child for his, uh, you know, abuse farm. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> That's my favorite drop. All right. Uh, what did what the babysitter do? Eric? I don't know. He touched her. All right, just touch it. Please. The, the, guys are, the guys are... Don't make me think and, uh, about that stuff. They're 15, they're drunk, they're in a band. What, what do you think? Someone's got degrees over here? I'm going to go for sex with an uncle. Right. Uh, I'm going to go straight Whoa. for actual Whoa. sex. sex I mean, actual intercourse. Before actual intercourse. I figure everyone else is going for the just the heavily fondling, so but I'll just We don't want to say that. Before five? Hey, you know, there's some ah. sick people in this yeah. world. Right. That, You're that, one of them, that's, Travis. Uh, that's acceptable. I'm going to go babysitter and with, like, a really aggressive, like, fondling, like, foreign bodies and ah, insert yeah. into her. And they ooh, ooh. Yeah. Okay. All right. Uh, Kathy. Think about getting graphic. Kathy? Hi, you're, ni- you're 19. What went on? No, I've never been sexually molested. That's why it's really... Oh, well. Oh, I should have taken that one. on a push. No, wait a minute. It, it, something <laughs> must have happened to cause all this. That was my and second. It, has, it does not take in the form of anything sexual at all. I've never... Actually, I grew up from a very sexually repressed family. 
And so I'm wondering, but I'm, I'm just wondering, where does my fantasies come from? Because yeah, well, they aren't fantasies. You started acting on them when you were a young, young girl. Exactly. Just such a masochistic family. And they were fantasies. violent, right? They were, they were very violent. Do you have any older brothers that watch a lot of pornography or um, anything? My like brother's that? only two years older than I, and oh. at five, he was, at seven, he was not watching pornos. Did you witness any, any violence or anything? Violence, yes. What? Well, um, well, I grew up in an abusive um, family, um, <sighs> physically abusive, emotionally abusive. What, what? In what way? Dad hit you or something? Well, um, my grandparents, my parents. What did they do? Oh, they just hit me. I mean, it's something that's normal in our family. And so that's just just abuse, physical abuse. Well, and it never became sexualized? No, never. And you, didn't, you don't think perhaps you were a good victim of somebody that you maybe can't recall at this point? Um... It's hard for me to remember things. I mean, this this started at five, and uh, if somebody is going to uh, beat their, you know, three or four year old, uh, sex is really not that out of the question at that point, is it? Well, it's also the kids that are beaten like that. The kids that are beaten do get into sadomasochistic uh, oriented sex usually. It's the routine. But to have gotten into it so early suggests that somebody sexualized her, and she would have been a good victim because she would have had nowhere to go. Her parents beat her, so she would have been looking to other people and very easily victimized. And especially if her parents were the ones who were uh, doing the sexualizing. We're both working our points here to try to get four bucks. (laughs) I'm I'm still thinking there's an uncle involved somewhere. There's somebody. Do they, like, beat you or do they just, like, slap you around? Yeah, they... What about the grandfather? Did he maybe ever do anything to you? No, he didn't. No, honestly, um, maybe unless I've had, like, a lapse of memory... Or like amnesia or something. I don't. Well, you know, but have a lapse of memory about things that happened when you're three and that's four. True. That's true. Is sort of, uh, you know, uh, everybody was molested. Okay. All right. For the sake of the bet, Kathy, when did you say dad uh, was the culprit here? No, no, it's yeah. probably uncle. But Kathy, it's it, 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 you know, this is the outcome of the babysitter. Uh, you don't remember. Of, uh, Never had a babysitter. You were little. Parents. You don't know. <laughs> but listen, Kathy, that, uh, I, I was just mentioned this the other night. I was reading some psychoanalytic literature, and the guy was editorializing at the end and saying basically that when will we ever learn as a society that beating children creates terrible psychological dysfunction and to act out sadistically or masochistically is the routine. Well, I, people that I, have been I'd like this. to and kick that guy's ass, Drew. I can't stand that rhetoric. <laughs> <laughs> I really would. I really like to give him a beating. Let's go. Uh, all right, yeah. uh, uh, we got to go to break. Uh, we got a, a real big fish uh, song to play, and uh, I, I want you to know that uh, three is uh, a rarity here on Love Line. So uh, there's a lot oh, of pushing going on in that right. back room. All <laughs> Thank right. you. Very I can much. see the heroin changing hands as, <laughs> as we speak. But I'll tell you, we'll go to break. We'll come out. And we'll uh, we'll leave with the real big fish song. Oh, okay. All right. All right. Hello, is this Love Line? I have a problem with my stool. The phone number for Loveline is 1-800-LOVE-191. Uh-oh, gonna go. Loveline, I'll be right back. UPD. All right, Real Big Fish CD, uh, turn the radio off. Adam Carolla, Dr. Drew, we're going to uh, squeeze in uh, one last song. This is, from, this is from my new EP that just came out. All right, no more talking. Sorry. We're not going to play it. <laughs> Why do all the girls uh, think they're fat? Thank you, Real Big Fish. Thanks and for uh, thank you. Until next time, it's Adam Carolla for Dr. Drew saying mahalo.
character. That guy is cool. This has been Loveline. The opinions expressed herein are certainly opinions. That's for sure. If you'd like a written transcript of today's program, you probably should have written it down yourself. And if you did, we'd like a copy. Loveline producer Ann Wilkins. This broadcast was copyright Dragging your butt across the carpet. This concludes another podcast1.com program.